Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Bitchopedia podcast. I'm your host, and today I want to give you a little metaphor. As always, you know, that's my favorite way to teach. And I want to use a story that happened between my son and I the past couple of days. So when I made him breakfast, the I usually stick to about the same thing because, you know, sometimes his tastes change. But for the most part, I kind of make the same thing. And I noticed the last, I don't know, three or four times that I've made him breakfast, he's eaten everything but the pancake that I put on his plate. And he used to get two and eat them all, and then he would eat only one. And it's kind of like he's phasing it out, right? But the only way that I can make this judgment is based on what he consumes and what he doesn't consume. That's how I can tell what he likes and doesn't like. That's what you would assume, right? But he got me thinking about it because we had the conversation. I told him, do you not like pancakes anymore? And he was like, oh, no, not really. And I told him, you know, I assumed because the last few times that I've picked up your plate, you've left it on the on the plate on the table. So it got me thinking in a metaphorical sense that this is probably how the universe operates as well. Assuming that the universe is the mother feeding the child, you and I. And it can only judge what we like based on what we partake in and what we leave on our plate. So the universe can only assume that you don't like something if you're leaving it alone. For instance, the pancake, right? So I started thinking, what am I telling the universe that I like and don't like? Because remember, the the universe is totally neutral. It does not think in positives and negatives. It doesn't think that because you're a bad person, you get bad things and that you deserve things that you don't like. It only knows wherever your attention goes, that's where the the energy is flowing, right? So if your attention is not going to the pancakes, they, they're going to stop presenting you with pancakes. I'm going to stop cooking pancakes for my kid because every time I make them, he doesn't eat them. So why? I just assume he doesn't like them. I'll move on to something else. We'll try something else. And you know, I've got an episode on here as well about how if you think of life as this metaphorical algorithm, like the TikTok algorithm is the perfect example that I use because where your focus goes, that's where your energy flows. Think about kind of trimming your timeline into the timeline or your FYP, your For You page thinking about making it as specific as possible for you. And if you like the videos that you like, you know, interacting with the videos that you like, and then just leaving the videos that you don't like, just kind of swiping through them, you don't spend any time on them. You don't interact with them. Because remember, if you're interacting with it, it can't tell, the algorithm cannot tell that you are interacting with it because you don't like it. So the essence of the entire podcast before was that you can, just like you train your FYP, you train your life. And if you're commenting on someone, I don't want to go back and do, I mean, there's a whole episode about it, but I'm just backtracking a little bit so you get the idea. If I'm commenting on someone, a video that I don't like, the algorithm cannot tell. Like, oh no, she doesn't like this. All it sees is she interacts with videos about... I don't know, Sasquatches. I don't know why that's the, (laughs) I'm trying to think of something neutral. 
that's not like polarizing, but you know, if you randomly like Bigfoot videos, that's what you're going to get more of. Whereas if I feel really strongly against Bigfoot and I go on every Bigfoot video that I see and I comment, Bigfoot is fake. You're dumb for believing in Bigfoot. And all I do is spew hatred. I'm still getting those videos on my feed, right? Because think of it as a, a neutral thing. It doesn't know what you like. It only knows what you interact with. So that's what I'm thinking about with this plate of food that I'm giving my son. He's not interacting with the pancakes. So I just assume that he doesn't like it and I stop putting them on his plate. Now, what if the pancake, stay with me and let's not get lost in the metaphor. (laughs) But what if the pancake was something that my son was afraid of? It's not that he doesn't like it. He's just afraid of it. I don't know that, you know. I don't know that he, what if he really enjoys it, but I don't know. He's worried about the calories or something, right? I don't know what the fear is. I don't know what the basis of the fear is around what he's leaving on the plate. I just know that it's being left. It is not being interacted with. Must mean he doesn't like it. On to something else. So I'll use this example of when I was at work the other day, because I bartend half the time. I bartend the other half is dedicated to my creative ventures. So I was at my bartending job and a girl who works for the news came in and told me that she wanted to do, she was running a piece on an event that we had downtown and she wanted to talk to the people about, I'm like, I don't want to go into specifics, but also I can give you a little backstory because it's crazy. We can't sell liquor in Mississippi on Sundays because religion, it's like the craziest thing. And New Year's was on a Sunday. So they were basically saying, since you can't go out and buy liquor, you should come to our bar because you can still sell liquor. You just can't buy it at the store. It makes no sense. Like what Mississippi is ass backwards. So she comes in and wants to do a story about this. And this is not exactly something that I know anything about as far as like what the event we were having. What I didn't know anything about it. I don't work the shift. I don't know. But in my mind, I have been manifesting wanting to be in front of a camera and wanting to get comfortable in front of a camera. So I saw this as an opportunity, not that I like, I don't want to be on the news. I don't want to be a journalist. You know, I don't necessarily care specifically about this event or this topic that she's talking about, but I saw it as the universe giving me an opportunity to be in front of a camera. So I said, yes, I want to do it. And I did. And I got some feedback on it. You know, it was it was good practice for me to know what it's like to be in front of a camera. And it's the same way that when I had the opportunity to be in a commercial, it wasn't that I wanted, that I really cared about what the commercial was about. But again, it was an opportunity to be in front of a camera. It was me getting comfortable in front of a camera. It was technically, and that's what you look for when you're manifesting, is what is technically true. And technically, I was paid to act. Bam, I'm a paid actor, right? So I want to partake in these things so the universe knows that I'm interested. And back to what I was saying about the plate, we are telling the universe what we like and what we don't like based on what we engage with and what we don't engage with. So I want you to think about that. The next time you let fear hold you back, Because the second part of the story is after this happened, 
I felt good about it. I didn't ever want to see it. And I never want to see myself on camera. Like when I did the commercial, they were like, here, it was really good. Do you want to see it? I said, no, <laughs> no, I don't. Cause that's not what I'm interested in. I just want to be able to pass along my message through social media or through my podcast, whatever, right? Media. So when I'm engaging in these things, I think of them that way. And she came back in the second time and I have this fear of being too present for whatever reason. Um, Showing up on people's televisions a lot gives me anxiety or showing up on people's for you page a lot gives me anxiety. I think that people will get sick of me, which is a really shitty limiting belief because I also have nothing but things to say (laughs) all the time, all the time. I, when I tell my friends, like when we Snapchat, I can literally send them probably 10 minutes of just me talking. And I have certain friends that I will do it with that that's just like our means of communication. And she always says like the things that you're saying are hitting. It just takes me sometimes a long time to say things, right? I can't help it. It's like how I, it's how I tell stories. And I told you one of my um, intentions for the year was to be more succinct now. Is that realistic? I I don't know that I'll ever get it down to, you know, two minute podcasts. (laughs) Like when they changed the TikTok videos to 10 minutes, I was like, yes, now we're getting somewhere, right? Like I couldn't, I couldn't limit myself to three minutes. That's, it takes, it takes a while for me to say things sometimes. But I was afraid of that. So when the lady from the news came back and wanted me to do a second interview, Think of it as she was making my breakfast the same way as she did before. But this time I didn't engage with it because, you know, whatever fear or whatever it was that held me back. For whatever reason, I didn't engage with it. So I left it on the plate and then I kind of guilted myself, which is not good either. But I thought about it this way of that was my pancake was me being on television was the pancake that I left on the plate. And once I started thinking of it this way, what am I leaving on the plate? What am I not engaging with? What am I telling the universe that I am not interested in? I recognize this because this is something that I've preached about so many times on here is where your focus goes, your energy flows. And I know that. I know that on a subconscious and conscious level. But sometimes I need the reminder, right? Because a lot of times, especially if you're like me and A lot of service industry people are this way because that seems to be the job that a lot of creatives take because of the flexibility and all the positive aspects that it has. We can get caught up doing those things and focusing on the things that pay the bills rather than focusing on our creative ventures. And sometimes I have to refocus my energy to say, you know, because I, I was having a lot of success with the bar that I work at, you know, they wanted to, we're looking at like promotions and more responsibilities and things like that. And I could have done it, right? I could have taken those opportunities because it is something that I'm good at. It's something that I'm qualified for that I know I'm qualified for. I got, you know, my degree is in, um, I almost said social media, in hospitality. So, I am qualified to do those things, but that is not what I want long term. So I kind of recognized that 
I was splitting my energy, yes, but then I was focusing more on the restaurant and not consciously. It was just like that is what I was thinking of is like, this is my job and the fun is the podcasting and things like that. But I don't want it to be that way. I don't want my, I don't want to have a job that carries me through so that I can do my creative ventures. I want my creative ventures to be monetized and to be self-sustaining because I, I want to be able to just do those things and eventually cut out the restaurant gig, right? That's what I feel like. That's what every creative wants is eventually you want your creative ventures to be the thing that funds your life. And then I don't have to have the split energy. Then I'm not tired because I'm working 30, 40 hours a week at a full-time job and then trying to balance podcasts and TikToks and, you know, growing all those things. My, it feels like split energy. And it's hard when you're trying to, you know, because the real world does exist. You do have to pay your bills. I've got a child that likes to be fed And he's really become accustomed to having a roof over his head. So like these are things that I have to do. But I think a lot of my focus was being turned to um, to the physical, the the 3D, the restaurants and things like that. So I, I felt like my creativity and the things that I really love doing were the pancake that I wasn't engaging with. So the universe stops presenting me with those opportunities. And then you can kind of fall in on yourself because then you feel like you're not getting the opportunities anymore. So it must have passed you up. Your chance, you must have missed your chance, right? You must have failed. These are the voices that come in my head and tell me, you know, that you're a failure or that you've missed your shot. A lot of people feel like there's this ticking clock and, you know, I've missed my shot and that it was all just, uh, you know, it was fun while it lasted, but it's time to get back to real life. And I don't want that. I, I want to keep holding out hope and pushing because I know that my success is inevitable for anything that I want, anything that I have enough desire for is inevitable. I know that. I believe that. I I teach that and preach it to not just on social media, but to my friends in real life. And I kept thinking, you know, if this is if this is truly what I believe, then I need to put my full faith behind it and really go for it and really reconnect with my purpose and really focus on my life. That is the plate of food and look and kind of do this assessment of where I'm sending my energy and where I'm not. Because like I said, the universe is a loving mother who wants you to have what you want, but she can't read your mind. She can only go based on what you're engaging with, right? And engaging in the negativity and engaging in the limiting beliefs is exhausting. And I, I, I kind of had a moment of realization where I recognized that I was fighting against myself more than anyone else was. The universe is not holding me back. There is nothing holding me back except for me. The fear of pushing through, the fear of being seen, the fear that's holding me back from eating the pancake that I actually really want, right? Because in my case... In my son's case, he doesn't like the pancake. In my case, 
I'm not eating the pancake because I am afraid. I am not showing up on social media as much because I am afraid. Whether that be I'm afraid of rejection. I'm afraid of success. And let me tell you this too. And then I'll end it here. Because this was a real moment that I had. And I'll say it. (laughs) I always try to tell these stories in a way that's like not incriminating. I after my dad passed away, told him, as I was sitting in the room with him, you know, it's been 15 minutes, the coroner has not yet come and showed up to the house. I'm sitting with my dad and I told him, now that you're on the other side, you have all the answers and I want you to give them to me. So I'll tell you that I was in a meditative state due to plant medicine. And my father came to me. I know I like I can feel it right now that it's like people are going to be like, this bitch is crazy. But I'm telling you, it happened. If it makes you feel more comfortable, we'll say that he came to me in a dream. And he comes to me and he tells me a, a lot of things. I've got a whole list of things. And I could probably do a whole episode about the realizations that I had and the breakthroughs that I had because he told me. But one of the answers that he gave me was, you're afraid to ask for what you want because you're afraid you might get it. You're too afraid to ask for what you want because you're afraid you might get it. And that is so fucking spot on. I'm terrified to ask for what I want because I do have so much faith in this process, in the manifestation process, in, you know, the law of attraction, all of these laws of the universe, laws of physics, That tell me that if I focus my energy on something, it will come to me. And every time I would do that, I would send my energy to the thing. It would show up and then I would be too afraid to take it. And then it's just confirming this belief that I'm not good enough because my dreams never come to me. And that's not true. I have had so many opportunities that have come to me. And at first I wasn't being specific. You know, that was the problem was like. I was spending a lot of energy and casting this really wide net because I, I, I was manifesting. You're always manifesting subconsciously, whether you want to or not. We are always manifesting. The videos in our FYP are always coming to us. It's just if you decide, I really want my For You page, aka my life, to be catered to me because it can be. Right? It can be as specific as you want it to be. And I know that because I've seen it. Because once I start sending my energy to something, I start attracting more of that thing. Good or bad. Right? Universe is neutral. So you hating on a video means that you see more of it, was my point earlier. It does not know that when you comment on the Bigfoot videos that you're saying, I hate Sasquatch. It just knows, send her more Bigfoot. She likes it. She interacts with it every time. It's the plate of food that you're, you're consuming the food every time. I can only assume that you like it, right? So I think doing an inventory of what your plate looks like, what do you want on your plate? And then when you order it from the universe, partake in it so it knows that you like it. And don't leave whatever it is that you want on your plate 
out of fear or anxiety or feelings of unworthiness, thinking that you don't deserve it because the universe has given it to you, you know, you are worthy of whatever you want. And the thing that you want, by the way, there's a reason that you want it. The things that you want, want you back. Those manifestations want to come to you. The universe conspires in your favor. When you're in alignment with the things that you want, the universe will bend over backwards to get you the things that you want in ways that you could not even imagine. So I decided after this breakthrough of answers that I'm too afraid to ask for what I want. I don't want to be that way anymore. I don't want to be afraid of getting the things that I want. And I think you can start with baby steps. You know, these things are only going to come to you as quickly as you will let them. And I think because I have had so much resistance to the things that I wanted for one reason or another, you know, I think my whole life I've kind of been afraid of getting what I want. And a lot of times I, because I was worried that I was going to make the wrong choice. I didn't have faith in my beliefs or my judgment. And I think a lot of that came from me saying, I want this thing. And everyone in my life, strangers to friends, to family telling me, no, no, you don't want that. You don't want that. No, you think you want that. Especially my mom. She is the number one perpetrator of this. No shade, mom. Love you. But oh my God. If I told her I wanted to move to wherever, I don't know why this is the example that's coming to my mind, but the dishes, whenever I moved out, I really had this set of dishes that I really wanted. And she was like, no, 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 you don't want those dishes. They're heavy. You'll, you know, and by the way, was she right? Yes. Did I get the ones I wanted? Yes. Did I regret it because they were too heavy and bulky and I did want something lighter later? Yes. But I think I need to figure that out on my own. And that's a big thing, I think, with like childhood issues and parents. I have a friend that's my little Aries friend that, you know, we often joke that I'm like her mom. I think a lot of times I would tell her, this is the answer. You know, this is the advice that I have to give to you. And I know this because I've been through it. I've got the experience. I can tell you the way this is going to play out. And she would say back to me, I need to find out for myself because she was hard headed. And it annoyed me from a perspective of a friend that's like, hello. And then I would be right. And she'd come to me and be like, you were right. And I don't ever want to say like, oh, well, of course I was, <laughs> you know, but I had to hold space for her to figure it out because it's true. Like, I, I, I think that is the reset that I need for my dreams now is like, yeah, if I get something that I don't want, I can, I can reassess. You know, the dishes were too heavy. And then I went out and bought light ones the next time that I still liked. And it was fine. You know, it's fine to experience things that you don't like. And I think I've been so afraid because I don't know, maybe like a perfectionist part of me that just wants everything to be perfect. I don't want to endure things that I don't like. But I think that's how you figure out what you do like and trying new things and being less rigid, which by the way, was another thing that my dad came to me and told me you're being too rigid. You know, you're too, cause I am, it's true. I have been entirely too rigid and that 
prevents a lot of my manifestations from coming in because I'm so afraid. Like, what if I get it and I don't like it? But then, okay, okay. Then you get it and you don't like it. What do you mean? Then you get it and you don't like it and you don't do it anymore. You do something else. You know, everything does not, I think this, this fear that everything is so final, you know, the finality of thinking that I'm going to get it and you only get one shot, you know, and that's not the case. And I think if I think of it in a less rigid way and kind of lean back into that idea that your life is the FYP, of course, there are still going to be videos that pop up that you don't like. Okay. So just click not interested in that video, AKA choose to focus your thoughts on something else ignore that thought and say okay well I don't like that thought so I'm going to focus my energy to this thought that I do like and send all your energy to that aka like a bunch of videos of I don't know flowers or home redecoration or whatever your special interest is and then the more you like that and like that and like that engage then your FYP or your life adjusts and makes those adjustments and acts accordingly. And now all of a sudden you have videos that are popping up and examples in your life, instances, experiences in your life that are popping up that you do like, you know, I think thinking of my life as this like living, breathing thing that changes and grows and kind of contorts is much more freeing and empowering to think of than to think of it as like this one shot linear you know, don't fuck it up by wanting the wrong thing because you're going to get exactly what you want and when you get it you're going to recognize that that's not what you wanted and it wasn't actually safe and that you were wrong the whole time and now you're going to have to live with those consequences to an extent yes but I mean not being afraid to fail is what I need, right? Like being afraid to fail is what's holding me back. Being afraid to experience something that I don't like is holding me back. There, It is the, if not the only thing, the biggest thing standing in my way. And I recognize that it was just me doing that. So I think I have to have the courage to throw out the old timeline, my old narratives, my old beliefs that that belief that what if I get what I want, I'm going to be unhappy for what, like, where, where did that come from? How is that serving me? Right? The belief that you get one shot at it, not serving me. The belief that I can try something new and if I don't like it, I never have to do it again. That feels good. That feels much better. So I think that that, that's something that, um, it's like a trend on TikTok. And I haven't seen a lot of them because I'm not interacting with the videos. The in and out, uh, I don't know, challenge, I guess is what they're calling it. The um, in for this year and out, the things that you don't like, throw those out. What do you want to keep? What storylines do you want to keep? What narratives and beliefs do you want to keep? And which ones do you want to release? That's like a new year thing that they were doing. So... I think that's a fun activity if you want to write it down and really take a look. Think of it as ordering and telling the universe what you want to put on your plate. Tell them, you know, I do like this. I don't like this. Think of it as like a preference sheet for, you know, on yachts, how they do that. I'm thinking of below deck right now on Bravo. 
But they'll do that where they'll say, like, this is what I like, this is what I don't like. And then the chef who's creative, and think of it in this case, the universe is the chef. And it is a perfect, loving universe who only wants you to have the best experience possible. It will operate around those likes and dislikes. And you just have to keep sending energy to the things that you want to bring in, not the things that you want to bring out. Right? Don't eat the pancake just because it's on the plate. If you don't like it, don't eat it. And then the universe will know you don't like it. And if you do like it, don't leave it on the plate. Because remember, that's how the universe can tell. She did like this. She didn't like that. So I think having the courage to release the things that are no longer serving me, the beliefs that I no longer want to believe, because I do get to choose. You do get to choose what you believe and what you don't believe. And that's empowering to me. And then not only having the courage to release those things, but also having the courage to open up and receive the things that you do like and that you do want. Because I think that was a big thing that I got stuck on was like, I I didn't know what I wanted, but I knew what I didn't want. So I kept saying, I don't like this, release it. I don't like this, release it, release it, release it. And I was doing a lot of releasing, but not a lot of calling in. So then with all the releasing, I was making space, which felt great. But at some point, I need to call back in the things that I do want. Because if I don't, then I feel lonely and like all I'm ever doing is letting go of things and that you know I'm I feel like I'm trapped in this sort of life sentence of getting things taken away from me but never reintroduced um the good things are never reintroduced the things that I want are not coming in because I'm not sending focus on them because I don't know what I actually like and I think there is a moment of exploration. And if you look at it with curiosity, I think it's beautiful. And you can explore these things. But that's back to what I was saying about, you know, being afraid to fail or being afraid that I'll only get one shot at it. It kind of limited me to never trying anything new. Because what if I do it and I don't like it? You know, what if I spend money on that and I don't like it? That's that's life. That's what I've been missing out on is the trying things. And... It is kind of fun. Even when you try something and you don't like it, it's still fun to know I did it, you know. And I feel like I haven't been participating in life enough. And I want to. I want to. I don't want to sit on the sidelines anymore and watch. And that's how it felt. And it felt like all my friends were, you know, getting the things that they wanted. And they're chasing their dreams. They're having fun. They're doing all these adventures. They're doing the things that they want. And then I think, why can't I have that? Why can't I get the things that I want? Because you're sitting on the sideline, not engaging. The food, it was like the food was coming out of the kitchen and I wasn't eating anything, good or bad. I was starving myself. And I don't want to do that. I'm sick of it. And the beautiful thing about waking up every day and being able to start fresh is that I can just out of nowhere, seemingly out of nowhere, decide I want to start engaging. I want to start, I don't know, having fun. (laughs) I do want to start having fun. And when I was thinking about it the other day, I was thinking, you know, I should be doing more fun things. What can I do? And then I got stuck. I was like, I don't know. What, what the fuck do I even want to do for fun? You know, I don't know. And there are two ways that you can handle that. I can be overwhelmed and think, why am I 33 years old and don't know what I like to do for fun? Or, or 
I can say, wow, at 33, I get to figure out what I like and don't like. And I get to do it from a place of stability. I've got a stable job. I have proven to myself that I am responsible, obviously. I've been too responsible. But now it's like you can let the air out a little bit. Let some of the rigidity out a little bit. And have space to fail. Because before it felt unsafe to, quote, fail. Which just meant doing something I didn't like, you know, or spending money on something that I didn't enjoy, you know, spending money on food. I didn't want to spend money on food that I didn't like because I was coming from a place of lack. Like I only have so much money. I need to spend it on the food that I know I like rather than taking the chance on something and then figuring out I actually do like this. You know, dabbling in new things is fun and not anxiety inducing. That's how I wanted to start looking at things. And that's how I encourage you to start looking at things. And it could be a fun activity. That's what they did with the in and out thing of like, I want this in and this belief is out. Like I said, think about it as your preference sheet or a vision board, you know, manifesting, whatever you want to call it. Think about what your preferences are. Because sometimes we will realize, like I did, you're spinning your wheels, you're manifesting, you're, you've got all this energy and you're fixing and doing and all this energy is going into your dream life and then where are you sending it, you know? My dreams will come to me instantly if I tell the universe what those dreams are. If not, it's just doing its best to guess, you know? It's like when I'm bartending and someone tells me, with food or beer or whatever they say, I don't know, pick whatever. It's like, okay, well, you're going to need to give me a direction. You know, you like light beer, you like dark beer. Are you vegetarian? Do you want a burger? Do you want a sandwich? Do you want a salad? Do you want something light? You know, think of these as the universe is asking you these questions. Do you want a job where you stay busy all the time? Do you want a job where you have a lot of freedom? Do you want a job where you are able to be creative. Do you want a job with numbers? You know, because for me, if it was like, here's an accounting job, I'd be like, no, hard pass, hard pass, and then don't engage. You know, I'm not getting presented with accounting jobs because I am, that is not on my FYP at all, right? So look at what the universe is presenting to you and know that at a subconscious level, that's what you've been attracting. That's what you've been manifesting. And then if you do like that, lean into it. And if you don't like it, think, okay, well, how can I reassess? In what ways am I telling the universe that I do like these things? In what ways am I engaging with them? Even though I don't like them, in what ways am I telling the universe that I do? Am I eating the shit on the plate that I don't want just because I think that that's all I'm going to get? Or maybe let's see what happens. Do a little experiment where you leave the pancake on the plate. You leave the thing that you don't like on the plate and see if the universe adjusts accordingly. Because now I've seen it. I'm not going to make pancakes for my kid anymore. You know, next time I'm at the grocery store and I see the pancakes, I'm like, well, there's no point in me buying those because he doesn't like them. Let's try something new. And then it'll give you that. And let's say I make him grits and he doesn't like grits. Me, the universe, is not going to be like, oh, you're just never satisfied, are you? And that's how it felt for me because in my life, that's how it felt was like, my tastes are so specific and there are a lot of things that I don't like, but there are a lot of things that I really, really like. And 
I don't think the universe is going to be like the impatient mother that's like, why do I keep giving you things to try if you don't like any of them? It's just eternally going to give you new things because there are so many things in this world that you can partake in. There are so many options, endless, infinite options for you to partake in. It's, there's not three things to choose from. And then if you don't like any of those, it's like, well, you're shit out of luck. You know, I gave you three things. You didn't like any of them. You're not getting anything, you know, and that's like a subconscious belief for me. So think of the universe as a loving mother because I'm a loving mother. <laughs> like, look at the universe like me, the perfect mother. No, but I do like I do want my kid to be happy and to enjoy, you know, like I'm not, I'm not going to get sick of, well, not, not maybe look, the universe is perfect. I am not. Okay. But for the most part, I will do whatever it takes to make sure that my kid is enjoying his experience and that he's getting the things that he wants. Like, why wouldn't I want that for him? Why would the universe not want that for you? Ask yourself what it is that you think the universe would have against you, that it would turn on you and say, I actually do want you to be miserable. Because that was one of the beliefs is like a, a deep, deep, deep subconscious belief is that, you know, I'm not worthy of having the things that I like or that things always stand in my way. And, you know, there's always going to be this ceiling that's blocking me. But the reframe that I'm working with now is what happens if you just assume that that is not there? What if you assume that the universe is a loving, giving mother that will try endlessly to make you happy. What would that world look like? What would your life look like if that were the case? And before you shut it off, like even if you think like, yeah, but that's not me. Just, just bear with me. Breathe into the idea. Hear me out. <laughs> Breathe into the possibility that maybe you are the kind of person who does get what they want, who does eventually find something that they love, and you can eat that breakfast for as long as you want. You never, ever have to change it. If that's what you want every day for the rest of your life, you are free to do that. And that gives me peace. If I find one thing that I want to do forever, I can do it. I love that. I love that. But I also think it's really empowering to think if I don't like it, I don't have to partake in it because the universe has endless options. There's always going to be something new to try. All I have to do is open myself up to the idea that A, not only is it possible, but B, I am worthy of it. I am deserving of enjoying my breakfast, of enjoying my life because why would the world be against you? You know, why would you be the exception to the rule? That's what I really had to, to kind of take in is, you know, for, I don't know, two or three years now, I've kind of been fighting against myself and overcoming these things. And now it's like, okay, well, I, I the belief that I'm just never, ever going to get what I want seems dumb to me right now, because these are literal laws of the universe, right? Laws of physics, the law of attraction, all these things, the law of assumption, eventually your success is inevitable if you lean into it. There's no reason that I should spend my whole life wanting something and pursuing it and just never get it. It's just not how the universe works. And I don't think that I am the exception 
to the universal laws, right? And if you are, if you do think that way, then think, okay, well, if I'm the exception, then I'm going to play it up and and lean into the good side of it, right? If I am the exception to the laws of physics, then I'm going to bend the universe to make me happy. Because you, it's one way or the other, right? And either way, I think you can reframe it to where you are the winner in the end. So I think do this as an exercise. Do it as like a, a like I said, a vision board or whatever you want to do. Look at what the universe has been giving you to eat and check in with yourself and ask, why am I getting this? And if there's something that you can change and just kind of tinker with your algorithm... See what, see what those changes do. See if you do say, all right, well, just for a week and do it for a small, short period of time so that you can kind of see it works or it doesn't work, right? And like I said, tinker with it. Think of it as an exploratory practice and go into it with the curiosity of a child and the joy of a child to say that you trying something you don't like is not you failing. It's just, it's a new experience and now you know, right? Now I said that this was going to be a short podcast episode and it's so funny because I really, I think this was like the sixth time I tried to record this episode. Just sitting here, I recorded like five, 10 minutes at a time. So if there was anything in the podcast where like if the Bigfoot reference, what if that was on, I thought about it as I said, it was like, what if that was on the third round of me trying to say this podcast and you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? So if there's anything you didn't understand, it's because it's, it got left on the cutting room floor, um, for these episodes. But I, I am recommitting, like I said, to doing this and I've got, Oh God, I can't even remember the name of it. Um, I think it was called, ah, I'm going to have to, I'm gonna have to find the link and put it, I'll put it in the show notes. Um, for YouTube video, but it was talking about like really giving it your all, doing like a 30-day experience. And y'all know I love a challenge. So doing like a 30-day challenge of like really giving it your all. And I wanted to give up. I wanted to. I was so frustrated. I was pissed at myself that one of the ones, one of the episodes that I recorded, I went like 10 minutes and it was fantastic. And then I got to a point where I got in my head about something that I said and was like, that was dumb. And I stopped the video and or the recording. And I wanted to walk away and I felt myself do it and was like, no, no, because the kind of person that I want to be records and does not worry if there are moments that it's, you know, something I get in my head about it. Like the perfectionist part of me is like, well, that was dumb. No one's listening to that. Like, I'm I'm so tired of that voice. That is when we're doing the in and out for the year. That one is out. The one that says that I have nothing important to say is out because Every time I receive these downloads from the universe and I want to share them and I do share them with my friends or whoever, it's I'm always met with a positive response. I just get in my head because I'm like, you know, who, I don't know, the strangers on the internet that I'm talking to, they don't know me. What if they're like, you know, this woman is just rambling and it's all the voice, all the negativity gets stuck in my head. But guess what? That's my pancake. 
that's the pancake that I want to leave on the plate. I'm not choosing that belief or that storyline anymore. I want to believe that the things that I have to say are important because they are not coming from me. They are coming through me. These are messages from the fucking universe. Who am I to be the one to stop them from getting out? Right? It seems dumb to me. So that's my pancake. And I want you guys all to, I I know I keep saying it, but I really, and this is one of the things I'm working on too, is building this collective because part of what I really appreciated after my dad passed away, we did the memorial from the church. And I may have talked about this on the podcast. You know, I'm not religious. Um, I was raised religious. So my whole family was very religious. My sister's still very involved in like the church, Baptist church, not my thing. But like I said, when my dad passed, the church really came through. They gave us a spot for us to have his memorial because we didn't do a funeral. We did a memorial. And the community of people coming together, I really felt supported. And I thought that was really beautiful. And of all the things that I don't necessarily like about the church and their belief systems, I told myself, find one thing that you really appreciate. Because there is something, right? Not Everything's not all bad or all good. So find something that you appreciate. And that was the thing that I appreciated. And that's the thing that I want to build moving forward is this collective. I want us to be the people who tune in every week, who, by the way, I love and thank you guys. I want us to be the collective and I want you to share your stories. I want you to, if there's a part of an episode that you like and appreciate, screen record it and post it to social media. Now I'm like outsourcing, but I want to get the message across. I think it's silly that I have these things that I'm so passionate about that I'm not sharing out of fear of being seen and perceived or fear that I would be talking too much or posting too much or being too in your face. And one of my affirmations for last week on my Chani app, my astrology app was like, who do I offend? Who am I worried that I will offend by showing up as my full self? And that's a good fucking question. Like, who am I afraid that I will offend? And I don't like that. It doesn't feel empowering. So I want to operate as though there are not people who are getting on and being like, oh my God, she posted again. Because that has, it's never happened. I've never had any proof of that whatsoever. That's just a story that my brain has latched onto and operated under for, I don't know, two years now. And it seems silly. So... Now I want to move forward as if that's not the case. And um, part of that is what I was saying is like, I want us to be a collective. I want to feel like we're focusing on the community because I want you guys to feel like you can come to me. And and I appreciated when I finally did share on, because I know I talked about it on the podcast, but I didn't share it on any of my social media, my Bravo platform. I felt like, you know, These people are here to watch me joke and talk about Bethany Frankel and Real Housewives. They don't really care about the things that are going on in my life. But then when I finally did open up and say, okay, this is, it seems weird that you're not talking about it. It seems weird that you haven't shared that your dad died five, six weeks ago, seven, I don't even know, but it had been long enough. And when I finally did share it, the amount of support that I felt like, I recognize that this is the community. Like, this is my community. This is our community. And my friend commented, um, she had seen when I posted the video or whatever, she sent me a text and was like, I'm really 
moved by the amount of support that you have from these followers who follow you for Bravo and lighthearted and fun, whatever. But a lot of the people who have been commenting weekly about like, oh, you make me laugh and, you know, you cheered me up when I needed it. It's all very lighthearted things. These same supporters came forward and said, you know, I lost my mom five years ago. I lost my dad this amount of time. The holidays were harder than I imagined. And I felt the support and it felt amazing. It's not about the likes. Like those those feel empty. Those feel hollow. The compliments, all the things. It's like ego-based. I, don't, I really don't care about any of those things. So I think if that's true and I operate under that, I need to not be worried about the number of plays that my podcast is getting, the number of followers that I have. None of that really matters. I want to keep producing so that the people who are meant for us will find us and that we can be that collective because I want to build a safe space for people to come to. That was the whole idea of the podcast was I wanted this collective to come together and know I'm not alone because I felt alone for so, so long in my life and still do often, by the way. And I think that me getting a high number of followers, all those things, they they don't matter, not just to me, but in the grand scheme of things, none of those things matter. They don't make me happy. What makes me happy is when I'm vulnerable and I share something that makes me really uncomfortable. And then people come forward and they say, this is really hard for me to talk about too, but they feel like because I did it, they can do it. Like that is what I want to lean into. That is not my pancake. I want to, I consume that every time it is put on my plate and I want the universe to keep giving it to me and expand on that. I want to just grow and reach the the maximum amount of people that we can, not so that I make the maximum amount of money or so that I'm recognized on the street. Like that is not at all what I'm going for. Is it something that could happen based on my actions? Yes. But it, again, it's not, it's not ego based. It's all based in the idea that like, I feel like a weirdo most of the times. And I want other people to know, like, just because you don't feel this way, and you don't fit into this certain mold does not mean that there's anything wrong with you does not mean that you are broken. None of those things. Right. So, okay. Now it's been, I'm like 50 minutes. Jesus Christ. I literally thought this was going to be a five minute podcast, but that's just how it always goes. So I encourage you again to go through. And if you do go through this exercise and want to share it and you have any thoughts or feelings about this, please share it with me. Like that is part of the thing that I want to focus on building the community is, or the collective is to, to get feedback So if there's something that stands out to you, you can screen record it, tag me. I love engagement with people over the similar things of what they're going through. I love, love that. So please always feel free to reach out and share. I love you guys endlessly. And I hope y'all have a fantastic week. We'll talk to you later. Bye.